you're listening to our 199th episode. That means next time we're going to be talking about our top five favorite shows of the last 100 that we reviewed, our top five lowest rated shows from our perspective that we also reviewed, and we'll be going over like renewals, stuff like that, fun facts that we learned along the way. But for today's episode, Masters of the Universe, Revelation, a 2021 superhero fantasy sequel to the 1983 show He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, which consisted of about 130 episodes and led to more comics and also other shows like She-Ra, Princess of Power, The New Adventures of He-Man, 2002's He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, a live-action film starring Dolph Lundgren, Frank Langella, and a young Courtney Cox. Pretty good marketing for a toy company just looking to sell some figures, Mattel. Uh, they sold over $2 billion worth. But let's jump into Kevin Smith's controversial continuation of this franchise. The five episodes that Netflix released are the first part of a two-part season. You watch them all, so get ready to tell me your thoughts after the intro. So where do you want to begin with this? Because we have the reviews, which have been mixed, to put it lightly, and then we also have the plot, which I know is also kind of crazy, but you came in there blind. Yeah. You haven't seen He-Man before. No, this is my first like introduction to it. Okay, you didn't grow up in the 80s, no. neither did I. I didn't know the difference between He-Man and G.I. Joe for the longest time, other than like Robot Chicken or um, what was Stranger Things also right. referred to it. Right, yeah. And I was expecting, when I was watching this, I was like, oh, I've seen a ton of parodies on this. And when I was watching it, I was like, this seems like something that would almost be parodying what it was actually doing back in the 80s. Well, it was a very campy show back then. Right, yeah. And here it only, you said it had like 130 episodes. Here it only had five. And I was kind of glad to see that. But the second that I started watching it, I was like, Oh no, I'm in for a long haul here. Why is that? You have you have the classic characters giving away a ton of exposition in like every single sentence that they're saying, trying who, to Who are the classic characters here? Well we have you have He Man. Prince Adam. You have Prince Adam, he's He Man, he can turn into this big ripped muscular guy whenever he wants to. It's his to. alter ego, yeah. Yeah, you have his sister Tila. You have her. That is friend. not his sister. Oh whoa. <laughs> in fact, in one version of it, they were thinking of them getting married so that they could adopt oh, a kid. I... And have Hero, the uh, <laughs> the son. But Obviously, from where the show ends up going, they wouldn't be getting married. Yeah. But they're not sister brother. I, I, I think he did have a sister, and that was who She-Ra was. Oh, okay, yeah. And then with Tila, who's obviously very close to Adam, yes. um, she has a friend named Andra. Uh-huh. She is someone that kind of goes on a lot of missions with Tila. They're they're loyalty. Is Andra sister. in the first episode? Uh, she really gets known in the second episode, but I think she might be in there for like a little bit in the first. Okay, because that's what I heard. Because Andra and Tila's relationship, there's been a lot of talk about that. Yeah, and then we have Duncan, and that's, uh, that is Tila's father. And he's kind of someone who really like looks after her and even like has like a crazy suit that he puts on whenever he wants to fight. This thing is loaded with is a Is Duncan of different than Man at Arms? No, I think that they're the same person. That, that's what I was talking about. Like, okay. that's kind of his alter ego. And then we have Skeletor, who I don't think needs really any introduction. He's literally like a green skeleton that is made fun of in every single thing I've ever seen. And he you recognize who voiced him? Yeah, Mark Hamill. He sounds exactly like the Joker, almost. That's what people say. And actually, he's gotten a little bit of flack for that, for not changing his voice up. Well, yeah, because, I mean, like, the first second I heard it, I was like, that's that's Batman. This That's not whatever this He-Man show is. Well, but he, Kevin Conroy was also in the show. Right, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, he was Merman or whatever. You could recognize him, or did you episode. just see his name? I, I saw a lot of the people's names at the end of the episode. You also have 
Evelyn, and she is Skeletor's sidekick, and that's voiced by Lena Headey, right? Headey, yeah. Headey, from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but practically the first episode takes place with Skeletor wanting to take over the world. There's this uh, great thing called... <laughs> Lo and behold, like, right. what a surprise. They live in a place called Eternia, and it's powered by this sword. And basically... This, like the Infinity Blade. Right, and, and the Eternia, like, relies on this sword 100%. Like, it, it powers everything because it's magical. Okay. And so, basically... Anyone who takes this sword is going to have all the power. Now, this is weird because this isn't actually where the plot takes place. The first episode is almost a precursor to the second because Skeletor tries to steal the sword and then we have He-Man show up. This is like, uh, is Skeletor the equivalent of like um, Plankton? Trying to steal the Krabby Patty? <laughs> Practically, yeah, I'd say he's a little more evil. Yes. But, like, um, the first episode, it literally, it's just him trying to steal the sword. And then He-Man comes in, and what do you know? They actually he- kill Adam off, Prince Adam off, um, because he tries to stop Skeletor. Were and you he's expecting able to- that? No, I mean, I wasn't expecting them to kill Skeletor and He-Man off. I was like, what else does the show have to offer if this is happening in the first episode? Yes, that because means... people went in there thinking He-Man would be the protagonist of the entire show. Right. And it's, you... it, the original it's based on is called He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. So maybe the title was trying to give it away that it wasn't going to be just He-Man this time since it's called just Masters well, of the it's Universe. Well, there's barely any anime. It's like Skeletor and He-Man die from the first episode that Tila gets really annoyed that they died and kind of goes off on her own. And that's the whole first episode. That's kind of my biggest problem with the show. Really? Very simple. No one has said that yet. <laughs> well, is it? The fact that He-Man, the person that has been the main character well, no. so far within the franchise, is suddenly not no, there. Anymore. No, actually, I was I was fine with that part because that was a little bit like, oh, wow, what's going to happen next? But So that it, was intriguing to you? A little, yeah, but the only thing that was intriguing. I mean, first off, I want to say that the animation, I don't usually pay attention to it that much, but it seemed kind of cheap, actually, a little bit. Like glowing reviews for the animation really? so far. Everybody, because I think you would have had to see the original to see how much homage they're paying to it, and also yeah. how it is very colorful. It's supposed to have. Put, well, there, there was a lot of work put into the animation. Even the people who give it one star say the animation. I'll is, say. I'll is say good. this: as it goes on later in the season, it does get better. But I guess felt like it wasn't a very colorful in the first three episodes, and B, it also they definitely were trying to pay an homage to it. But it felt like by them doing that, they were kind of having an excuse to make it not look as great as maybe it could have. Uh, but when you get to the second episode, that's when Tila is now completely with Andra, like they're doing their own thing, uh, and this old now, woman. Yes, comes- but I think you're skipping over a fact. Like first of all, Tila witnesses um he-man died right yeah 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 and and she didn't know that adam was he-man that was a huge thing like it turns out why is that that a big deal because she feels like she's been lied to since she was so close to adam and because now he she knows that he was he-man this whole entire time and she can't even get mad at him because now he's dead was was that believable yeah, I mean, it was believable, but it just, I was just kind of like, I didn't really buy it because I didn't really know the character that much. Okay, so you just didn't feel as right. connected to so it. Right, so I was just like... So, but she, from the first episode to the second episode, I read, had like kind of a big transformation. Yeah. I, I think there's a time jump. Well, she le- she leaves the royal family. Like She gets a like, haircut, right? <laughs> I think so, yeah, but she's also just like, I'm done. Like, Orko, he's another character. I really do not like him. He's one of those... Do you know who voiced Orko? No, I have no idea. that's actually someone pretty famous. But that's he... Griffin Newman, the guy who was in um, uh, The Tick, and then also in Search Party. That's very weird, because he does not sound similar at all. Like, Orko is a very high-pitched character. Yeah, he, he can but... go high-pitched. In The Tick, he was a very, like... <laughs> 
eh, squeaky voiced guy. Yeah, but he was like the main character practically in the tick. Here, it's like he he sounds just completely different. I did not like his character. He's supposed to kind of be a little bit of the comic relief. Yeah, they have a but... ton of famous people though, because you went over like Man at Arms was Liam Cunningham. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Uh, Justin Long was Roboto. <laughs> uh, Tiffany Smith and Henry Rollins was in it as yeah. Triclops. Right. So you caught all of those people. Right. Right. Yeah. And Sarah yeah. Michelle Geller, obviously Buffy played the main character. Right. Yeah. So I, I saw that they were able to get like a big cast which makes it me wonder why they weren't able to make this show any better than it actually was well kevin smith is the person who was in charge of this and he thought okay well i know what i want to do with this series and he said that it was going to be very like metal and very like but it's still rated pg so to me like is it still is it is it violent at all because the original wasn't super violent i'll I'll say by the very end there is like a a, like some blood but this could have been rated tvy 7fv in fact i put even in my notes i put in my notes that like to any kid maybe fourth to sixth grade this is probably like an awesome show to them because they fill it with action but Mm -hmm. it's not action that i'm ever really enthralled in especially with stuff that's coming out now with just animation or any type of action tv show it just kind of seemed like it wasn't i was never really scared because a lot of it was just oh here are the main characters they're all caught what's going to happen someone saves them and that doesn't just happen like once every episode but we're not the impassioned viewer here but that happens like four times every single episode what's gonna happen are they gonna die no of course not someone else has come again it's a kid's show and at the height of its time it was drawing in an audience of nine million people per afternoon yeah no i mean on reruns the care yeah the characters (laughs) that they have are very influential i get that but i didn't really feel a need as to why they really had to bring it back well the characters you got were a little bit different than yeah. the, because I heard that they kind of changed the personalities of some people and that this is more focused kind of like with Ghostbusters, they went towards a more female. Right, the main, route the main character is Tila, and basically the second episode is actually where the plot kicks in because at the very end, Tila and Andra have to steal this glove because this one old lady really wanted it because it belonged to an old friend and she wanted this glove back. When they get the glove back, they realize that the person who they've been talking to, who has kind of been faking being an old lady, is Evil Lynn, who is Skeletor's assistant, basically. Mm-hmm. And they have to come to terms with the fact that uh, Eternia, the sword, is completely gone. There are two halves. This is the second right. show you've watched where the mythical like sword is the center of thing. Do you right. do you remember the first? Kung oh, Fu. I was I was gonna guess another anime show. I was gonna guess Pacific Rim. Remember someone like it. the main character right. dies in Kung Fu, or the teacher right. dies, and then she has to go fight for that sword or right. something. Right. Yeah. And and so the, in the second episode, we learned that they're going to have to join forces throughout the rest of the series to try and find these two halves of the sword because otherwise Eternia and like whoever the like no matter the differences. Is this in their like beliefs, Avatar, where every journey is sort of its own independent story, but also it's leading to the big climax of the series? Well, from the second episode, you might be able to gauge that, but really no because in the third episode it's it's it tracks it like in terms of steps almost the third episode is them traveling to the place they have to go to receive one half of this uh, sword the fourth episode was actually one that i i didn't mind as much because that one dealt with um a di- ton of different was that the characters. afterlife episode or was that oh, the no, third no, the, the afterlife episode is the fifth episode the fourth episode is the one where they actually have to go into this place and kind of face their biggest fears and you get um three different storylines you get orko and evil and they're stuck what's in orko's this library. biggest fear 
this sounds a lot like uh, the, what was it the Star Wars thing where she looks into the the face of it and then she just sees herself. Yeah, oh, but and, and Orko's biggest fear is they have to face this big like giant monster inside of this library. Really, that was just I think a way for them to kind of explain um, Orko's backstory. Apparently, the reason he's named Orko is because he was very young, but really he wanted his name to be Oracle. But since he pronounced it Orko, that's just yeah. What Kevin Smith did him. say that he was going to answer some questions that the series original series hadn't had hadn't gotten the chance to. Right. Right, yeah, and then in Evelyn's story, a case, she, you kind of see her transition throughout the whole entire series to her being a good person. I, I want to say, the first three episodes of this are very boring. Like, I, I do not want to make it seem like I'm giving a glowing review of this show. Like, it did not, but you're still making it sound like it had at least a story behind yeah, it. Yeah, especially when you get to the last two Sorry, episodes. Sorry, my paper fell. Yeah, when you get to the last two episodes is really when I feel like the story at least gets more interesting because then you also see Tila, she has to face he-man and she's dealing with the fact why does she have to series face that a dead guy she, well she's dealing with the fact throughout the whole entire series that adam is dead and that she really just needs to accept that because so is she grieving or is she because you said it was their greatest fear mm-hmm. why is adam her greatest fear because she wants to just kind of be normal and i guess she saw adam as being this like high figure but now that he's gone or he-man as yeah the because figure. because he-man's gone now she has to kind of almost take his place and she knows that really she she's better than the normal person this is what they were kind of saying and she is special right but and i think the original series even gave her a backstory of sorts the fans that i've read who aren't as keen on what happened to her character in this route uh say that they kind of expanded on her too much and almost had her replacing he-man and they they weren't yeah yeah and and i can definitely see where they're coming from with that because again whenever anything big happens you're always looking to her to be the protagonist and save everyone um and yeah i I could see that but i also like the fight that they had in the fourth episode where she does have to fight like an evil version of he-man which i think is even shown in the trailer her okay and so (laughs) by the end of the episode they're able to actually get half of the sword but um another thing i liked about the episode was every single character had their own moment all the side characters are facing these shadow beasts it's kind of unimportant to be honest um i did kind of like robato a little bit though on that but um as they're going to be going into paternia the place where they they can get the other so half you have of the eternia sword. and now preternia yeah um, like a different dimension right evelyn basically opens up this portal and they're all about to go in who's the only person that hasn't shown themselves but orko and uh then these like evil villains come in and orko basically sacrifices himself like and, a hodor moment. yeah basically and he ends up he kills himself but he ends up killing the villains and they all go through and then it was like oh okay orko's actually gone and i was like well again every single character in that episode was able to have their own specific moment and special moment like evelyn is able to take down the monster in the library and i was like okay so that was actually like a good uh, standard episode kind of what i was hoping for throughout the whole entire series then when you get to the fifth episode you learn that adam is there it's kind of like this heaven almost because like the black panther heaven right basically yeah they're there he's he's there in paradise but they're they're trying to get him back into the actual world like eternia and from then, what i read it's like a version of all the other he-mans and stuff that are right in there. yeah but he's the only one that's in his like pre-buff form right and, and he, <laughs> he has he has the blade so they actually have the two blades um and they need to put it back together again is he like sorry i died or anything or what well they do have a fight between tila and adam like a verbal fight where he tila's really mad at him because she couldn't be mad at him for dying and not telling the secret but they end up making up by the very end of it Mm -hmm. um and do you side with adam or tila in that fight 
I mean, Adam died, so it's like I kind of side with him. <laughs> like, there's okay. not much he, there's not much he could really do. But another wait, thing, she was blaming him for not bringing back the blade, or what? She was just blaming him for not telling her oh, him just, to, okay, his gotcha, secret, okay. right? And then on the separate storyline, kind of the B storyline, you have Roboto. He's not sure how he can really bring these two blades together, and every single second that they're not together, they're missing energy. So he sacrifices himself, actually, which I did like as well. It was really nice. Um, the animation, especially in that moment, where he's able to bring the blades together, because then it was like oh he's he's dying but he was able to see what his creation was of course all the characters end up seeing roboto die and he kind of his parting words are the fact that he's fearful of death but he's happy about that because he can feel like i mean in the end when it comes out like he's all, a robot who can feel yeah basically <laughs> got it i mean like I, it seems a little bit hokey and believe me it definitely is for the show but for what it was in the first three episodes i definitely prefer so you think the show got better as it went on yeah and and it definitely got better because they did one thing that i was very surprised with by the very end of the episode everyone goes back into um eternia to basically replace the sword and adam decides to go along the thing about it though is the fact that if adam dies he's not going to be able to go back to this paradise place he's going to be like gone for good like he basically has a one-up but after he dies who knows where he's going to go maybe so this was his last mushroom or whatever whatever you get in mario right yeah that's what i was saying like an (laughs) extra life almost so when he goes back they replace the sword and then what ends up happening but adam is like going to basically take the power of the sword but right as he's about to do that the famous line i assume yeah he was like i'm feeling the power but right as he does that Skeletor stabs him in the back and Adam dies. So Skeletor's been in Preternia <laughs> the whole time as well? Well, like, where I, did he come I from? don't think we've seen him. I think he's just been kind of wherever. But when they put the sword back, he just kind of shows up again and stabs Adam in the back. Now, Adam's dead. So this whole entire series where, where they've been trying to get back Adam and not only that, but trying to get the sword for Eternia. Not did only they just, know that Adam could be back, though? Like they, they actually thought that before they met him in Preternia? I thought they were just trying to get the sword. Well, I think they were just trying to get the sword, but when they saw they Adam like two for one. at the okay. end of the fourth episode, they were like, oh, we can actually do it. And this is, of course, right after Adam has spoken to a talking tiger that we haven't really talked about that much. And the talking tiger is like licking him and very happy. And he's yeah. saying hi to Duncan. You know, he gets reintroduced. He just gets stabbed in the back by Skeletor. Skeletor takes the power evil lynn who has been someone who i like i said we've seen her story are kind of grow from her just being this evil person to kind of actually turn into a good person sides with skeletor again and is now going to be kind of his sidekick and skeletor is completely in power and every single character that we've come to know is basically kind of screwed is that the end of the fifth episode and that's the end of the fifth episode so they leave it on this giant cliffhanger right yeah i was very curious what you would think of the show because Again, the fan backlash has been there. The critics have been mixed. Some of them saying this is a great way to take the series. Mm. Um, And then the fans get even angrier about that. (laughs) But for someone who hadn't originally watched it, if it was just something that they walked in for the first time, not knowing the the precursor information at all, what would you say you would give it? One through ten. One through ten? You know, the fourth and fifth episode kind of made up for the first three. So I would say a six. Like give it this, like, this is my, which is a pass. It's a pass. Yeah, it's it's not an F, but it's very close to it. I would say if you've seen the first episode and you were disappointed, I get it. You could probably even watch it at one point five speed to really understand everything that's going on. But I'd say give it maybe one last shot. Um, because I, I really tried to get a good sense of like where to come. I didn't want to come in here just shitting on the show because you had a lot of YouTubers doing that. If you go on uh, there, yeah, uh, you have famous people like Tyrone Magnus, like just <laughs> sitting. Oh, there I being, can imagine him because yeah, they he, grew up with it yeah they literally course. saw it on tv 
And so I understood where they were coming from and kind of seeing the dismissiveness to which mm-hmm. Kevin Smith has responded directly um, to that some of this. probably pisses them off a little also, bit more. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm inclined to side with them, especially if you take into account that he had the option of telling them that it was going to be a different story. Like, mm-hmm. how do you just come out from the beginning and been like, this is going to be more Tila's thing? He, he actually did the opposite. He came in and he was like, no, 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 this is He-Man's story. Yeah, and then he, the trailer <laughs> that was released... Also, because there was this rumor that was going around saying, okay, it's going to be about Tila, and she's going to have a relationship, because there's sexual undertones in this, right? I didn't really get any oh, you from didn't? that. No. Well, that's actually a good thing, because from what I was reading, people were talking about how, like, she's a lesbian now, and that that's really upsetting to them. I'm just like, I mean, okay. again, she had the friend, but that really didn't matter to me that much. I will say that... Because the original series didn't have it, and I don't really see why it would be necessary if it's a kid's show to even matter. Like... Right, exactly. <laughs> and, and I also, the trailer gave away a lot of what happens. First off, again, He-Man dies in the first episode but it doesn't give away his death it doesn't give away it his also death. makes it seem like he's a bigger part of the but, series well yes right? yes it, it definitely does but also you see he-man like let's just say for example you've seen the first episode and then you've seen the trailer which is something you absolutely should not do but let's say you did then you would know that he comes back or let's just say you remember it. you you know that adam at some point would come back and he's going to have some part in the story because they do show scenes from when he's in in preternia yeah that's like your gripe with just trailers though in general the the thing that audiences were getting mad at is like this was in response to them already hearing that it was going to be tila's story and then they kept it being called masters of the universe mm. they kept saying he-man was going to be in it and in the in a way they were saying that that's kind of baiting them to click on the show i mean yeah it. yeah no i, I definitely but agree. they just earlier and i i also compare it to like bird girl because yeah. bird girl they actually did say okay it's going to be about someone else and we're not going to have the main guy there anymore. And I know that's going to upset some people. And it does have like a 5.7 on IMDb. <laughs> but that's a hell of a lot better than the 4.7 that this one has on wow. IMDb. Wow. And the mid-30s audience score that it has. However, it has like a 90-some percent critical score. But that's not consensus. That is. That's, that's so it's crazy. Very, what, it's, what does the last two episodes have on IMDb? Do you know? Or is it they're just, in the fives, I think. I think everything's in the fives Even right the last now. two episodes? Because that's when they actually take some risks. And I so would, the last two episodes are called Land of the Dead and The Forge at the forest of forever <laughs> it might just it might just be the fact that when i saw the first three episodes i was just kind of like oh my god can this show do anything and then when i saw actually stuff happening i was like okay I, i'll give the show a pass in that respect i think that's but, great because i think any viewer who wants to just see sort of a fun show um it, you're saying that it eventually sort of pays off right. if you have no preconceptions going in there what you want to see the, the problem that i mostly found with it was the fact that like they did just jam-packed the first three episodes down with action and that's why i said if you're like a kid i can imagine you seeing just these characters beating up others be entertaining to me mm-hmm. i was just kind of like okay can we get to the end can we get to something was that's each going pun on? better than the last because there's oh, supposed to be a no, lot there, of puns in there's there. a lot of puns and again uh, every single character especially skeletor in the first episode he's always like i'm gonna take the power of eternia which as you know is this huge source of power that is going to be able to make me and it's just a ton of exposition yeah, as it's funny the original voice of skeletor the guy who did that and he also did the original voice oh so it wasn't man Mark at arms and oh no <laughs> no 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 um but he actually voiced moss man oh so, yeah moss man is a character that shows up in the first episode and the fifth episode they bring him back but, but is he like the um swamp guy or swamp thing basically yeah because he he can is he good or bad he's good he can he like it is goes like out of the grass Groot. Almost, but he's he not like wood. A picture of Groot, yeah, but Skeletor ends up just killing him pretty fast. So I don't know if Moss Man was a huge character in the original, but don't turn this on for Moss Man because you get maybe accumulatively in the whole show like three minutes, if that, of him. So as I said before, 
Mattel actually is the one who like originally produced all this because they were just they passed on Star Wars originally and they were like well we got to make some sort of action figure that's going to sell right. they're also the owners of Barbie and Thomas the Tank Engine and stuff like that no same vein but originally <laughs> He-Man was supposed to be like a Viking yeah no I, I kind of got that sense when I was watching him in the first episode yeah so does this make you want to watch the second part of the series no <laughs> no I, I'm good not watching another uh, one of this I don't even it's not even called He-Man right it's like Masters of the U- Universe yes right? but I think because because of what you said first of all there's no conclusive proof that adam is dead dead first off if he's not dead dead that would take away everything from the finale like i i feel like they were making this show to be like you know adam's gonna be gone like completely gone i don't see how they can bring him back especially when they brought him back in the finale and he got stabbed all right well that's that's unless for... unless he didn't die when he got stabbed and it's like yes it's the first scene that's a possibility yeah that, that is yeah all right and then also just the fact that I learned Dolph Lundgren, he had it in his contract because he had such a strong accent that he got to try the t- lines three times before they were allowed to dub him. <laughs> also, box office bomb because it came out at the end of the He-Man like original, uh, it, like 87 when He-Man was big during like 83 to 86. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so like it, it, did, it lost money at the box office, but then it became a cult following the <laughs> classic. So it's funny how like this show is a little bit panned by the audience when back then that was panned by the audience. But you talk to the audience, they, they still consider it part yeah, of like, who, who knows? I the mean, family like, almost. In 10 years, if you talk to someone who's watched this, the, the critics might change. I know it was the top 10 in on Netflix. For it, a it was bit. on the, yeah. But yeah. the people again will say, oh, that's just because we were tricked into watching it. Yeah, I mean, the poster is Skeletor and He-Man. Like, yeah, that's, that's what most people <laughs> like to see. That's kind of the point. All right, yeah. so we've already teased our next episode. We're going to be t- talking about mm-hmm. our, our favorites and, uh, again, giving updates. So tune in for that. Thanks for listening 200. to this one. Do you have anything else you want to put out there before we end it? No, I think I've kind of said everything. All right, thanks again for listening. Bye. Bye.